You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Snippets of Genius podcast. I'm your hostess, Caroline Kay, and today I'm joined by Lucy Nelson, Director and CEO of 2XN, a healthcare marketing and business development agency, and she is co-founder of The Life Plan. Without further ado, Lucy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you with us, Lucy. And I think I'd like to kick off with your first business, if that's all right. Can you remember where the idea originally came from? Yeah, totally. So my mum actually needed to have surgery on her neck and she was looking around and she was Googling as you do, you know, you get your referral from the GP and they say you need to have this. And she actually had private cover. So she was looking to see where to have it done. And, you know, she was Googling, finding these doctors and saying to me, is it okay for me to go and see this one? Because I was working in the industry. I kind of knew who I would want her to go and see, having seen a lot of people operate and things like that. So I said no like absolutely no these are the people you need to be seeing and they were the people that I've been working with for the last four years and it made me realize how much information is available online to patients and how much of it can be inaccurate or misleading. (laughs) Yeah I was gonna say isn't that what we all say like when you're ill or unwell or something starts to hurt do not google it you're just gonna scare yourself. (laughs) Exactly and so what I realized is actually the consultants and the doctors who are really, really good are busy and therefore don't have time to spend managing social media or building good websites or writing blogs or basically giving themselves an online presence. And so I thought, hang on, I know a bit about the medical side of it. So the writing will be easy. I just need to learn how to build websites manage social media accounts and do marketing because I've never done that yeah just those little things that you can whip up in a couple of minutes did you find that experience daunting challenging or was it really did it come naturally completely overwhelming oh really but brilliant (laughs) I love that honesty how did you I loved it how did you tackle it then because it it is a big leap to suddenly go right I'm going to become digital native and figure out all this marketing how did you take the steps to sort of get yourself moving with that because like you say it's such an overwhelming start um completely I read a huge amount in a really short period of time I didn't sleep a lot (laughs) and I basically gave myself a month to like clue myself up on how on earth to start then found myself a web developer who could get me by initially with my first few clients whilst I couldn't do everything myself and over the over the course of the next couple of months, I literally learned how to do do it all. Building it not from coding. I, I used template based websites. Yeah, um, definitely the better way to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and kind of learned how to do meta tag descriptions, SEO titles, all of that kind of stuff, and just 
just got on with it really. And then I went in and pitched to my first prospective client, having handed in my notice in my medical sales job and thought, right, I really need to make this work then. Oh goodness. Uh, <laughs> so did you hand in your notice before you started the company? Or would I say before you got your first client? I basically gave myself a month to drum up enough clients to so when my notice period ended and I left I had a couple of clients ready to go oh that's brilliant and how did you come up with the name what is the meaning behind that it's essentially my sister and I the two Nelsons so two times n oh uh, fantastic I love that not that not that she's ever really been part of the business but I used her as a good sounding board for during the first year when I was doing everything by myself and kind of run copy ideas past her and things like that and she's a little genius and we're a, a good pair so I named it after us moving on to the second business that you built up tell us a bit about actually tell us a bit about your co-founder Amelia how did you guys meet she is the best person on this planet <laughs> Her and I have been friends since we were seven I essentially accosted her in the playground on our my first day at the school that she was already at and made her be my friend I love that because and she's just been fantastic ever since we have been traveling together all over the world we spent six months traveling uh Australia and New Zealand and Fiji when we were 19 together um and have just been the best of pals ever since and so what was the moment when you went and did you pitch this idea to her or was it to her to you or how did it all come about so we have both always said that we've wanted our own businesses and obviously I started my other one four years ago and we've always said oh you know we should really go into business together we get on so well we're a very good balancing act for each other she's the sort of sensible the warrior the thinker she crosses all the i's dots all the t's and I'm the risk taker who says oh come on let's try it I'm sure we'll make it work (laughs) and kind of figure out how to later um and so it just kind of came about during lockdown we were sounding ideas off against each other and landed on the life plan. I don't think it was either one of our ideas. It was sort of a, oh, we could try it a bit like this. Oh, we could try it a bit like that. Oh, how about this? And it just sort of came to fruition. And the timing was so perfect. And Amelia said, okay, well, when should we launch? You know, should we give ourselves six months? Should we give ourselves a year? And I was like, a month. I think we can launch in a month. And she was like, you are mental. <laughs> Is this this example of you going, let's just do this? And her going, hello, dots, I's, T's, what about all of yeah. this? <laughs> so we launched in six weeks. Wow, six weeks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Talk us through those six weeks. Can you do that? In a, it sounds like you can do it in a nutshell because you did it so fast. Oh my gosh. It was mad. So we essentially came, we registered the business mid-July mm-hmm. and we launched Oh, sorry, late July. And we launched mid-September. Okay. And it was the biggest whirlwind. It was a case of build a website, create the content, get the social handles, you know, start putting some social media stuff out, get the accounting sorted, find our contractors. It was just mental. We were getting up. And obviously, during this time, we're in a part lockdown. So we can't even necessarily be in the same place most of the time. So we're sat on Zoom from like 5am most mornings until about 11 o'clock every night just going okay right you do this yeah okay I'll do that okay you do this I'll do that and it was just like the to-do list was mental but it was so fun and so 
rewarding and you know you work through the to-do list and you go okay right okay we've nailed that program let's go on to the next one right we've done that let's do that and as you do that then another five things pop onto the to-do list you didn't realize (laughs) or you've created a problem for yourself further down the line oh that yeah that sounds so familiar from starting a business this is a good time for you just tell us a little about what is the life plan and again where did that idea come from so the life plan is an online fitness nutrition and wellness platform it really came from our passions. So Amelia is a dietitian, a registered dietitian. She works in the NHS. She's a yoga lover and a massive foodie. She loves cooking. I'm a fitness freak, running lover, do everything at 100 miles an hour kind of person. And we just kind of brought those two things together and built the platform that we both would want to be using. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's such a lovely concept. And is this where some of the unknowns came in? Because it kind of like in the visioning side of it, dreaming big, all the things that you want. Was it kind of, um, okay, what if we had this? What if we had that? Did at any point, did it become a bit frightening in the sense of, oh, I really don't know how to do that though. That's a lovely idea, but how do you even start? Did you have any of those moments? Oh my gosh, completely. Where we would, we, we spent about a week bouncing all the potential ideas around and, oh, we could include this. Oh, we could include that. Or we could have that. And going, actually, no, that won't work because how on earth do you deliver that online? Or, oh, we could do this. And we were talking about doing retreats and things like that. And it just became too big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was just becoming this monstrous platform where you just think no one's ever going to use all of that content. So we kind of scaled it back to the, I guess, six or seven core areas of fitness, nutrition and wellness to try and cater for as many people as you can, but at the same time, not making it overwhelming and, and too much. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I suppose it's then that decision process about breaking it down, because you were getting down as a startup to a minimal viable product. So what can you get off the ground? What can you do? What do you have the skills or who do you know to help you to actually build that? How did you go through that process of stripping it back, stripping it back from the, obviously for the retreats and the big ideas? How did you find the right, pieces to make your minimal viable product a lot of mind mapping big pieces of a3 paper lots of scribbles and kind of big brainstorming sessions where we would go okay let's write down everything we really want and then let's look at budget let's look at um you know what's actually going to work here and then you know chatting also to who was going to be our sort of niche beachhead market who were our peers um and saying you know what what actually do you want what 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 do you need in a platform what of the ones that are currently out there what's missing what in an ideal scenario what would you have on a fitness nutrition wellness platform tell us how did you come up with the name for the life plan again we went round and round and round and round and round in circles and Amelia came up with it and she was like well we're talking about a lifestyle approach here She was like, what if it is just a plan for someone's life? And they go, okay, I want to be part of the life plan. I want the life plan in my life. It kind of has got the right ring to it. And I was like, yeah, that's genius. Let's go with that. (laughs) I'm fresh out of ideas here. And we were, you know, mulling around and we'd be out on walks and she'd send me voice notes and say, I've come up with this. And I was like, no, that's not the right one. Or I've come up with this. And she was like, no, the life plan. Yes, that is the one. Oh, that's wonderful. And your inner voice just going, yes, 
that that's it I know it in my gut brilliant wonderful absolutely and so tell us over this journey so you started in the middle of the pandemic that must have been a sort of quite a frightening time must have wondered to yourself is this the right time to start but obviously you did it you've made it work you've pushed through and what's been your most um what are you most proud of in that time I think you're definitely right I don't think there's ever a right time to start a startup you just kind of have to go for it don't you I think the proudest moment would be our first client. So on launch day, we was sat, it was, this was, I guess, post proper lockdown where you're allowed to meet one other person at the pub um, when pubs were open. Um, we were sat at the pub having a celebratory glass of wine and substantial meal. And... <laughs> We were sat there and going, I wonder how, you know, how does it feel when you get your first paying customer? And we'd literally been live for like two hours. <laughs> wow. I wonder how that's going to feel. And our phones both went ping, ping. And I was like, oh my God, what's that? And she was like, we've got a customer, we've got a customer. And she was like, a real life paying customer. And I was like, well, I guess this is what it's what it feels like. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was a girl I was at school with who I hadn't really stayed in touch with since school, but she just, you know, followed our lead up to launch social media posts and then just signed up and I was like oh my god this is happening it's really happening um and it was just the most incredible feeling and it's kind of snowballed from there and you still get that feeling every time an order comes through you think oh that's so Um, amazing and lovely to hear that you're in the pub (laughs) with Amelia as well and not actually you know separated by this bloody lockdown (laughs) yeah it was about the last time we did manage to go to the pub together I've got visions of fish and chips and a pint in front of me. That's the way you mentioned the big meal. Oh, yeah, that all sounds fabulous. I'm dreaming of that happening again. And then, oh my God, yeah. And so, gosh, that is a really um, exciting time. And and to sort of have that continuation of that feeling of the orders coming through, the new members starting. Yeah, I remember the end of week one, we, we were sat there on our laptops. We were, you know, tapping away, sorting things out, doing, designing social posts, getting content scheduled. And I looked over at Amelia and I was like, we've, we've done it. That's week one. We've survived week one. Brilliant. We've done week one. So now we've just got to survive week two <laughs> and week three. But it was just, you know, you just, you just realize that actually you can do this. And it was a reality now rather than just this pipe dream. You go, actually, this is, this is really happening and this is quite cool. Um, so that was pretty, pretty great. Actually. Oh, I love that. And so what had you packed into week one? The kind of that first week of running a business of realizing how actually everything works. So getting the live classes onto the hub straight afterwards, making sure the you know microphone switched on when you're filming the classes <laughs> and the Zoom links are working and you haven't exceeded your Zoom iCloud storage <laughs> and all of the things that you don't really think about that suddenly take twice as long because you haven't done them before. And just getting through that, it was just the the weird new things. Yeah, of week one but no it was a bit of a whirlwind actually (laughs) you can imagine that's probably why you got to that moment of like wow we've done it (laughs) yeah (laughs) just having that blur of the first week of just firefighting and being where you're meant to be on time and switching everything on like you say yeah (laughs) could completely relate (laughs) exactly and thank god Amelia had that week off work because she was and still is working full-time as an NHS dietitian so she's in her in hospitals um down in Kent from Monday to Friday from like eight till six every day so if, if things had gone wrong during the day that week I'd have been like um, I'm 
not quite sure how to do this on my own. So she had that week off. I'd taken the week off from 2XN and we both kind of went, okay, let's do this. And then, so by week two, it was a bit more, okay, I think we know what we're doing a bit better now. In that week one, we how many clients did you have sort of tuning in? Because obviously in the early days, I imagine it's grown and grown over time, but was it, did you have quite a good um, base or was it just a couple? Where were you at in those early days? We, in the early days, we had probably, I think week one, we probably had five or six paying um, members so not huge but we've given out quite a few free ones for people to trial because we wanted to get feedback we wanted to get you know make sure everything was working properly make sure you know that the emails are getting out all right that the zoom links work that the hub is functioning as it should and everyone can find everything easily um, so we probably had about 30 people oh, brilliant kind of using mm-hmm. it which was great um, and you know, getting feedback at the end of week one, getting feedback at the end of the first month and things like that. So it was it was great, actually. And the feedback was amazing. So we've obviously made some tweaks and changes since then. But but the actual product hasn't changed at all. And and the the website hasn't really changed, which is great. We've talked about some of the highs and some of the successes and those memorable moments. What could you tell us about one of the most challenging moments you've experienced in your entrepreneurial journey so far and, and how you managed to get through that? Yeah, I think definitely with the life plan, the challenge was is after we launched and we'd done a couple of months and we populated the hub with quite a lot of content in terms of physio and mental health, plus all of the live classes and the nutrition, we kind of went, okay, budget wise, we need to work out where we're at here because we're running at 100 miles an hour and we need everything to match up. And it was that having that conversation with each other saying, okay, we need to scale back on this, this, and this, these bits, we can keep going. You know, the live classes are the kind of community aspect of it. And it is the bit that everybody loves and everybody wants to be a part of. So they, you know, you can't scale back on those because they are, they're kind of the, I wouldn't say the best bit. It's just the bit that, that brings everyone together. And so we said, okay, let's scale back on some other things. And it was having that conversation to say, you know, yeah, it's okay to step back and make some changes. And it's okay to not keep everything exactly as we initially planned it. And it's okay to adapt it a little bit. And actually the business has thrived as a result of it. But at the time you feel like, oh, maybe we're failing a bit because we can't do it exactly how we want to do it. But actually you're not. Mm -hmm. It's just different. And so were you and Amelia kind of pretty aligned on that or were there any sort of challenging parts where you had to sort of sell in your idea or she had to really convince you of hers or were you pretty much together on point? I think we're we're quite lucky in that we're very, both very level-headed and neither one of us ever really fly off the handle at anything. (laughs) So, um, you know, she said to me, I think we need to scale back. And I was like, oh God, really? That's that that's really crap I don't want to but actually she said but look and I was like yeah okay you're absolutely right we do need to scale back let's do it and so it was just her being her sensible self that made us realize it I probably would have realized it a month later and gone oh crap right okay now I really need to scale back whereas she's going actually look if we do it now we can then step it up again and I was like oh yeah okay very sensible I like your thinking and so then we and then we do it and so actually it wasn't it wasn't a difficult conversation in the slightest and 
I guess that's the bonus of having two of you in it. Whereas my other business, obviously, it was just me doing it on my own. Whereas this, there's two of us. And so you've got someone to bounce those ideas off. And when somebody's going hell for leather 100 miles an hour in one direction, you've got the other one kind of holding the reins and keeping you sane. And, you know, if somebody's up, the other one's down and you can you can just bring each other up. It just makes it so much more fun. It's wonderful to hear so much about both of your projects and the life plan. I'm sure we'll go to strength to strength. I'll be keeping an eye on it and I'll put a link in the show notes for everyone to see. And thanks again for coming on. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Snippets of Genius podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help other people find it too, I would really appreciate you taking a moment to rate or leave a review. And if you know someone who wants to start their own business, why not share it? To find out more about how I help people start and scale, visit www.carolinek.co. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.